Greetings, film fans. Welcome to episode 14 of The Big Review Ski, the film show that just like the box office takings for The Greatest Showman, inexplicably keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, even though people still won't admit that they really like it. I'm your host, Owen What. That was such a what? real downer of an opening. I know, I'm sorry. I'll try <laughs> to, to be happy. Remind ha- me about that damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not even to remind us of that, but to actually kind of tell us that nobody will admit to <laughs> nobody liking will, us. Listen, I'll try and make it more happy it's next week. It's my dating week, life all right. over again. I'm gonna admit uh, oh, no, Roy. <laughs> it's too sad already. <laughs> anyway, I'm your host, Owen the Rock Doherty, Yay. and I'm ecstatic to be joined by the biggest <laughs> and best <laughs> b- film boss in the business. It's Rory the Rock Cashin. Hello. And Paul the Rockmer. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, I came up with those nicknames myself. Is The Rock on the show? I don't know. This week, we're really (laughs) putting the big into the big review ski as we're joined by none other than Dwayne Johnson. Cool. He likes to be known these days. What's his nickname? The Rock. Oh, yeah. D-Money. Um, yeah, we're also <laughs> excited to have you, The Rock listeners, uh, here too. Does that one work? How long did it take you to write this script? <laughs> I tried to come up with different nicknames and then I thought I'll just settle on The Rock. between a rock and a hard place on That's this script. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Anyway, listen, no. so many puns coming up. We can't issue an apology We've hit rock already. bottom on this already. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. Is that it? Can we go? <laughs> That's it. Let's just wrap up the show, play we... the theme music again. Um, we're going to uh, please get in touch with us. Uh, you can tweet us on Twitter. Twitter, at Big Review Ski, and you can WhatsApp us on 00353-874-001103. Any text this week? <laughs> I forgot to check the phone. As we said, <laughs> and you may have missed it, we've got the star of Rampage, The Rock. He's on the show later on, as well as his co-stars Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and the director, Mr. Brad Payton. Uh, and we've got some fantastic film goodies to give away, plus some head-scratching high clues to bamboozle your brain with uh, first up though there's no news megment this week unless uh, Rory uh, has, has there been any major updates in the world of the Meg no just more posters which really uh, I'm just loving every every new iteration of the poster for that movie there's yeah. the one where it kind of like is ripping off Jaws where the lady is like swimming and there's a shark and it's about to eat him but then there's the bigger mega shark is going to eat the, that shark it's a good poster okay so we did have a megment after all yeah there you, you just go. didn't do your research <laughs> whoops and now almost as big as the meg it's time for the big question mm. on the big review ski so last week we wanted to know what is your favourite movie monster I was terrified by and still am the pale man from Pan's Labyrinth terrifying Rory you went for the alien from the thing because I didn't want to go with the alien from aliens is is the alien from the thing just called the thing isn't it that would be it's the just, thing that's just, just we, we just call it the thing because we don't know what to call it but the it rock. Is, it's an alien the so thing. The, the thing and Paul what did you go for I went for the predator that has to get Arnie to the chopper because he's that bad he is uh, an amazing movie monster thanks to everyone else who got in touch we uh actually got chatting to the stars of Rampage mm-hmm. The Rock don't know if we've mentioned it yet no. but Rory you had the chance to ask each one of those so that's Dwayne Naomi Jeffrey Dean or is it just Jeffrey which is his, is Jeff. Dean is Dean his first name or his second name you I know, don't ask him J- let's go with JD J- JD Jeff. and Brad Payton yeah. Yeah. here were Brad Pitt no, Brad Payton. All right, the director. What have you two been eating Haribo all morning? What's going on here? I thought you said Brad Pitt. <laughs> anyway, here's the stars and director of Rampage with their favorite movie monsters. God, would have to be two. Uh, let's see, T-Rex uh, from Jurassic Park. Fantastic. Right, and um, and Godzilla. Which Godzilla? The recent one, the 2000, 2015 Godzilla. Well, I like Jurassic Park. So okay. that would be my favourite movie. I'm not sure which of the dinosaurs, but 
that whole movie is pretty darn great. They're all good. Yeah. I, I I had to probably say King Kong I, out of all of it, but I love Godzilla too. But I think King Kong just because uh, I was so devastated with his death. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen King Kong and don't seen know this the story, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Face hugger and aliens. I think we may have become just like best mates, and, <laughs> like immediately. I mean. How do you beat it? It's a fair question. And Rory, that was the director, Brad Payton, there at the mm. end. And even though you did get to meet The Rock, did you then just fall in love with Brad Payton whenever he said the face hugger from Aliens? I, no, I, no. Okay. I, we just became like really good mates. I think that's a solid foundation for any friendship is oh, of having course. a best movie in common. Uh, some great shouts in there. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan, JD, mm. uh, going for the original King Kong. OG Kong. OG Kong. And, uh, of course, the T-Rex, an unbelievable... T-Rex and the Velociraptors. Yeah. If you had to pick one, though. Oh. Well, the T-Rex ate the Velociraptors in the end, so he is stronger, isn't he? Uh, Does that make him better? Like, <laughs> but like, Velociraptors but are Is he cooler. still a monster because he saved them? That's true. That's true, yeah. That's yeah. true. And then, two, then two of them tried and to eat them. And in Jurassic World, one. didn't he come back in and fight the Indominus? But, so, but so did the raptor. So did Blue, oh, the yeah. Velociraptor as well. Oh, geez, so many my layers. emotions are torn. I actually used to not be able to sleep after watching Jurassic Park. And I used to wake up in the middle of the night, go into my mommy and daddy's bedroom. Uh, I always knock first, just in case. I go into the bedroom and in ask them, just, just in case they were uh, <laughs> awake, reading. Sure. <laughs> weren't in and I went in and oh god they listened to the show I'm sorry <laughs> went into the room and used to tell them uh, how to escape from a T-Rex you know you just don't move don't mm. move and, and you won't be caught but like Velociraptors we're all screwed and we're all well dead. there's a scene in uh, the new Jurassic World where there's a little girl in her bed and a dinosaur comes into her bedroom <gasps> and, and just slowly crawls towards her so that I think will be one of those child scarring moments okay. when they bring and, the kids uh, to it. And it's funny, Krasinski in A Quiet Place said most of that set piece were based around the raptor in the kitchen. All oh, the amazing. best places. So you can kind of see how they actually overlap. An incredible scene. Um, but that was last week's question, favourite movie monster. This week, Rory, what do you got for us? Well, uh, considering we're heading into blockbuster season and all the movies are getting more expensive and more explosive and we were talking to The Rock, who loves a good stunt he does. himself. He loves it so much. Um, my question to you both is, what is your favourite movie stunt of all time? Okay. And it has to be a proper stunt. It can't be... I'm preparing for a non Doherty list of like 10. I'm, do you know he's what? He's got his eyes. Do you know uh, what? He's, he's, he's got, got options. There. He's you got options. both think you're so great. I can tell you right now, I only have three on my list. No, I only have one. Actually. Okay. What is it? Okay, and then so... I'm going to stop you immediately <laughs> the second you say it. It is... It's a film from 1995. I remember Dobbin's School with I a couple of friends. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when was Showgirls released? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Dobbin's School and heading down to the Strand Road Cinema in Derry to go and see this. And this guy was our James Bond. It was Pierce Brosnan in Goldeneye. And the opening scene whenever... Uh, Pierce kind of Lance takes out a couple of the Soviet guards uh, runs across the massive gigantic dam yeah. and the camera pans uh, directly over him and he's just standing at the edge of the dam and then he jumps off basically like kind of bungee jumps and then it's got that amazing uh, gun that mm. shoots and then kind of like like the grappling gun thing yeah, yeah. exactly and uh, it's a two minute opening sequence of Goldeneye and I just uh, absolutely loved it I think that was in like the Guinness Book of Records for the highest bungee jump of all time that was actually real 
doing a real bungee jump not so. actually pierced though <laughs> oh, well you see I was wondering about this because no no as long as it's a stunt as long as it's not CGI explosions or whatever like yeah, it, it that would be an explosion one. as long as it's a real ass explosion so is, is, that, is that my answer accepted you're one totally totally counts yes. because it involves stuntmen doing a thing I'm um, so happy ironically or whatever the word is mine is also a Bond stunt oh, from oh, nice. the f- a, a very underappreciated stunt from the very next Bond movie it was from Tomorrow Never Dies okay um, the scene where Pierce Brosnan and Michelle Yeoh drive a motorcycle the motorbike. over the helicopter yeah. oh, that's right um, and that was again that was a that was an actual helicopter floating not floating flying <laughs> uh, and that was an actual two people on the motorcycle jumping over it that's insane. And people just don't. I feel that does not get the uh, discussion it deserves because when you see the making up behind it, the amount of people who are totally panicked was like, if he gets this wrong, he's going <laughs> he's right dead. into the he's blades dead. of a helicopter. Probably lost in one of the worst villains of Bond history. Probably oh, yeah. when people think it's tomorrow never dies. Where, Jonathan Price. Yeah, it was awful. What is like? I'm gonna it's like imagine John News. Yeah. But Jonathan Price now, like you know, he's completely null and void because there's just fake news everywhere. And he was like, I'm going to make up some stories in the but world. Michelle, Michelle Yeoh's like, done like... Yeah, yeah, whatever. She's done like loads of great uh, stunts. Like, she, wasn't she in the Police Story films? Yeah. Jackie Chan's one. And she's like, done like, she's, crap loads of She's stuff. fantastic, yeah. anyway. So, Polly? Uh, I've gone completely different from my favourite stunt. I, whenever I hear the word stunt, I just think Hot Rod. And I'm going for the <laughs> opening scene when he rides his bike over the ramp and just ploughs into the side of the van and it just sets the tone for what is, I think, one of the stupidest and most underrated I comedies. I love Hot Rod. Uh, yeah. That is a brilliant stunt. And to be fair, Life I was short. <laughs> I was only thinking of uh, of stunts that are executed perfectly, but that's that's, uh, that's yeah. a brilliant yeah. one. Is that the one where his friends are kind of sitting in the driveway kind of watching him? Yeah, he's yeah. asking to summon like the... Yeah, and like wings of the hawk and all that stuff and then he goes over plows into the side of the truck and pukes his ring up and then they're just like the credits <laughs> roll it's perfect opening I think uh, no that's a nice eclectic mix it well eclectic two, two of three were Bond films not a proper stunt well, but Bond, yeah. you're, you're kind of uh, <laughs> yeah we nailed it I think yeah it's the whole gamut of stunting yes yeah, you're spoiled for choice uh, in the Bond films I've actually had a craving to go back and watch all of Goldeneye now and anything that Tom Cruise Martin Campbell's such yeah, a strange director Martin Campbell's it's stuff is so, hit so and miss. eclectic yeah. mm. um, Tom Cruise of course any of his Mission Impossible ones as we were talking your recommendation last week was oh, Ghost Protocol which Paul rewatched. Yeah. oh you actually so listened good. to yeah. the recommendation yeah. that's Thanks. great one person was it worth <laughs> going back to watch again it really was actually because I, like Paula Patton I like, completely forgot was in that film uh, she's beautiful and, uh, even the, Everyone's cre- the Kremlin scene in it was fantastic there was so many different like nuances and stuff I found to it mm. those films just keep getting better with each they well, actually MI3 is great but like 4 and 5 are just they do there as well. just one side note I thought you said the Gremlin scene as opposed to the Kremlin <laughs> I, like, I don't remember the Gremlins the Gremlin scene's great the Gremlin don't, don't, don't feed Tom after midnight <laughs> yeah exactly okie dokie so <laughs> so <laughs> later, later on in the show <laughs> we're going to have some uh, goodies to give away and we will have our competition high clue coming up but as a little taster oh yeah as a little aperitif no aperitif is now as a little uh, appetizer someone's eating in the five-star <laughs> restaurants Rory out oh, of yeah. the bins in the alley in the back <laughs> Rory like gremlin. has has prepared uh, a little taster of, of high clue to come uh, later on so this is high clue to Klum <laughs> sounds like uh, Heidi Klum Heidi Klum's perfume <laughs> it smells beautiful so uh, yeah so this week this is our little film riddle all you have to do is name the film based on the three line do you need a pen uh, I do the, the three, three line um, high clue 
It's got five syllables in the first line, seven yeah. in the middle, and five in the last. Well, it Should does do. in theory. Yeah. Let's see, Roy. What yeah. do you got? I had to. There were several syllable counters, all of which completely got it wrong. People are. Actually I had to ask off air, didn't I? How many did. how Roy, many syllables were were an enthusiast? Because the dude, web, I don't the, know what a syllable is. The website said three. The website is completely wrong. We've broken. established this. Absolutely broken. Are you going to brokensyllablecounter.com every single week? You use that oh. website too, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> He's got it bookmarked. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Right, let's you go. ready? Yeah. Two dog food lovers. Okay, so the number two, T-W-O. Mm. Dog food lovers. Here comes... H-E-R-E just in case you know H-E-R-E yeah here comes The Sin City Queen The Sin Is Sin City capitalised? I suppose it would be regardless uh, Here comes The Sin City Queen Uh-huh Okay Better Bugs Up Next Better Bugs mm. Up Next Yeah So better B-E-T-T E-R E-R Okay. Better bugs up next. So, two dog food lovers. Can I ask, is food lovers hyphenated, as in they're people who love dog food? What's the alternative? Uh, two dog food. <laughs> people, who, people who are lovers, uh, but they're dog food. No, they just love dog food. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> two, two dog food lovers. Here comes this. Oh, we have to do the count. Sorry. Two dog food lovers. Five. Uh, here comes the Sin City Queen seven better bugs up next five so there's no enthusiast there so I can tell <laughs> something was changed yeah lovers no <laughs> no oh yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so two dog food lovers here comes the Sin City Queen better bugs up next what are you thinking Paul I'm thinking better bugs up next just implied to me Starship Troopers with the bugs but bugs, I don't think it's okay. right yeah uh, Sin City Queen is either Rosario Dawson I was thinking or Rosario Alexis Dawson. Bedell, were they Sin City the first one? Was Alexis Bedell not? She I was, was. She I was the little, the blue-eyed assassin with Josh Hartnett. I was That's thinking Sin City. Uh, well, you've Jess Galba, but she wasn't part of the part of that crew of okay. the, like the killer females. Yeah, I think it was Rosario Dawson who was. She was in charge uh, with of Clive those. On, yeah. Okay. Um, um, Miko was the other one in Sin City the Japanese girl with the katana blades oh that's right and um, two dog food lovers better bugs up next better bugs two dog food lovers dog food lovers was implied like who eats dog food or in the third food? line better better bugs. better called Saul comes into mind there mm. so Bob Odenkirk Starship Trooper okay so hi Rory hi we're yeah. back so <laughs> we've got a couple of thoughts we've got Bob Odenkirk Rosario Dawson and Starship Troopers the bugs from that are we anywhere near the right path oh God, one please. of them is on the nose bang on yeah. would okay. that be Rosario Dawson for Sin City Queen no oh really oh really because she was the main actress in that, wasn't is it she? the bugs then uh, listen okay okay. <laughs> okay so not here comes the Sin okay god damn it okay this is going to be another one dog food lovers that's like Dumb and Dumber they don't have dog food do they no, the worms mm. is what they're into. <laughs> that's what they're into. <laughs> okay, listen, we'll come back to that. Only on uh, the big reviews because that sentence makes sense. <laughs> we will come back to uh, that high clue later on in the show. But uh, last week's high clue, uh, the competition one, went as follows. It was Independence Day, Malfoy's horsing around, Mad's lethal weapon. And uh, Independence Day was, uh, had a wee apostrophe at the end, after the S of Independence. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, Malfoy's horsing around a Mads Lethal Weapon congrats to everyone who correctly guessed that the answer was The Patriot so Independence Day was a double reference Uh, it is directed by Roland Emmerich uh, who directed Independence Day Um, he uh, Independence with the apostrophe S as well as the end it's also about uh, the guys fighting on the side of Independence in the American Revolution yeah yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Sweet. No, I got Mal- this. <laughs> I got this last That's week. Right. The more Mal- you know. <laughs> Malfoy's uh, horsing around. That was Jason Isaacs, uh, who plays... Uh, Dr- no, not Lucius. Jacob, Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter films. And he plays one of the dragoons. He's uh, horsing around on his horse and just killing loads of people. He's an absolute prick in that film. Yeah. And then the last line, Mad's lethal weapon. Mad was a reference to Mel Gibson, who's the lead in The Patriot, and his lethal weapon... Um, was sorry that reference the mad reference was because he played Mad Max not because of any other reasons sure um, legally <laughs> Lethal Weapon uh, of course he was the star of Lethal Weapon and he also has that very cool lethal tomahawk that he kills loads of people with so congrats to uh, Matthew Rogers who got the correct answer Louise Atchison who's becoming some sort of like rain man slash rain woman uh, high clue expert mm. and yeah. Oshin O'Donnell yeah, have to do on the table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll love that yeah Louise <laughs> uh, we apologise uh, O'Donnell who said definitely the Patriot decent flick but why long Malfoy's dad is a complete wanker in that film yes uh, O'Shin uh, and it's a very every film in most films get journalism like that <laughs> would you love to write that review complete that, wanker stick, stick that on the poster um, so to win some insidious the last key prize packs uh, do stay tuned we'll have our competition high clue coming up later on in the show now though um, do you want to do you want to both um, do you want to come with me no do you want to come on with me Come on, give me your hands. Don't touch me. Let's go to the movies. I hate movies. Let's go see the stars. Roy, you actually look angry. Is everything all right? Okay, so neither of you are speaking to me now. I'm going to continue with the, uh, the go top on, ten films. going to rampage. In, in the box office. <laughs> Number ten this week is I Love Dogs, Wes Anderson's film that Rory fell in love with. Paul, not so much. I did like it. I know you did. not like great. Um... <laughs> fight uh, actually did you ever have that fight about it last week you said you were going to meet up after the show and beat each other up yeah okay <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> number nine uh, is Pitbull Ostatney Pies uh, so I want you both to guess what this film is first this is a new entry All right. it's uh, Pitbull's biopic uh, yeah, pit- uh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. and when he uh, takes over he came from a lovable pie owner on the corner shop and sure started that as the foundation of his empire and then turned it naturally into music of course I'd watch that film Rory I'd watch it as well uh, I feel it's about a pit bull okay <laughs> who is also a like a chef kind of like ratatouille but he makes pies out of the very famous ingredient ostatney again I would watch the shit out of both of those <laughs> films and Hollywood if you're listening please greenlight them both immediately it's actually neither of those things surprisingly uh, is it a mix of both it is a mix of both it's actually a Polish film and uh, when Manjami's partner dies not Manjami uh, yeah an investigation begins and his fellow or her fellow police officers <laughs> make it their Research. priority um, and then the police department in Warsaw uh, they bring in support from the countryside I'm not just reading this blurb off the internet by the way go on and then the experience 
experienced officers, Despero, Metal and Nilat, they, uh, sure, they yeah. face off with the gangsters. And in the meantime, uh, in addition to the mafia, yeah. um, the third important player enters the criminal's war for power over the city. And they're called Black Widow, which I imagine has some kind of copyright issues. But they seem to be getting away with that in Poland. So that's fine. So, so where... Are the pies. The fuck are the pies. <laughs> yeah. No mention of the pies there. I watched the trailer. It was pretty action-packed, but again, no mention of the pies. Okay. Maybe pies mean something different in Polish. So you're saying Rory and pies. I have permission to go and write Pipple's biopic or a Pipple voicing a Pipple. <gasps> Synergy. Stroke of genius. Um, so if anyone has seen Pipple or Statney Pies, uh, can you please let us know, are there any pies in it? We do need to know. Yeah. Number eight in the box office this week is Duck Duck Goose. Not going away. Uh, <laughs> go away, Duck Duck Goose. Number seven is Ready Player One. And, uh, you know, we fell in love with Spielberg's latest film here. And Paul, you had a Spielberg update for us. Yeah, he's actually going back in. He's doing a first, making his first comic book film uh, based on a DC property called Black Hawk, which is about uh, World War II fighter pilots. Which I've never... Nazis. heard of yeah neither have I but uh, so he's busy slate Indy 5 next down West Side Stories casting as well wait 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 is it a is it a comic book movie or is it a superhero movie um I think it's it's just a DC property so, so I presume it's a comic strip so it could be like, like 300 or Watchmen kind of like I presume certain like Captain America imagine gung-ho go on USA during World War 2 because apparently he's back from like the 40s so it's been around for a while I've never heard of it myself no, I've but, never heard of it but, uh, I was just curious if it was an actual superhero yeah. again the dude did do same Private Ryan and involved in Band of Brothers so anything Spielberg with World War 2 and Empire of the Sun as well so we're, mm. I'm there for that 100% looking forward to that uh, number 6 uh, down one place is Love Simon which Roy you're a big fan of yes very very cute um, rom teen dram com <laughs> love that genre <laughs> uh, number 5 is Blockers which have you uh, reviewed not to see this yet to go and see Blockers now do you want to go tonight Paul hell yeah okay sorry there you go <laughs> next, next week's <laughs> sorted now uh, oh, we like John Cena don't we, yeah. we like I really John like Cena? Leslie Mann I think yeah. she's cool we were saying that she is uh, just doesn't seem to get the appreciation that she deserves because uh, so many of the funniest films no matter who the lead men are she's always there uh, delivering yeah, I, I found this is 40 her vehicle is a bit far too serious for what it should have been I thought that was actually that's, that's, that's her husband's fault yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah always blame the husband uh, number four is our new entry this week Truth or Dare and we have a little clip of it here before we hear Rory's review you can't be alone why not because in the picture your turn is next Truth or Dare 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 you to follow through with your promise Break Olivia's hand. Obviously, this was you. Marky, why would I dare you to break my own hand? I don't know. What are you doing? You have to do it. What? You have to. Ronnie didn't do his dare, and now he's dead. Look, as pissed as I am at you right now, and I'm so pissed. There's no way I'm going to break your hand. Well, you don't really have a choice. So just take it, please. Marky, I don't want to find out what happens if you don't. Just do it. God, just do it. She, well, her, she, she hit her hand with a hammer she breaks she did, her yeah. hand breaks her hand with a hammer yeah. so we we spoke over the last couple of weeks that the trailer for Truth or Dare actually looked pretty decent yep. and uh, seems to have some kind of weird filter things on people's faces but yep. uh, Rory what did you think of the film or what's, what's it about first 
Oh, okay. Uh, about a, a group of teenagers in college. A group of mid-30-year-old actors playing teenagers <laughs> in college who... Dawson's Creek style. Who go to uh, spring break down in Mexico and this like hunky dude is like, come over here, there's a party over here. Uh, and they go to an abandoned uh, church As you do. in the middle of nowhere because that's where parties happen. Of course. Uh, and they play a game of truth or dare. Um, and then when they go back home to college, they find that the game has followed them. And if they don't follow oh. through on the truths or dares that are that they're asked to do, they'll die. Sweet Lord. Mm. It's kind of like, it, it's not to be taken seriously, obviously, the premise, but like it kind of has a fun idea behind it, like a Final yeah. Destination-y vibe. Um, which is why it's sad that it's probably the worst film I've seen so far this year. Oh, holy it's moly. super bad. Not a single fright in the whole thing. Um, that Snapchat filter that they put on their face to make yeah. them look creepy. After you see it twice, you're like, mm. It's not <laughs> working to do for something you. Else. Every 10 or 15 minutes, the rules of the horror changes. Okay. And then when they do try to explain why the game has followed them, it's just awful. But is this film from Bloomhouse Productions yeah. who normally have a really good They've track won an record? Oscar. They've, They've won, won an Oscar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, as we've mentioned before on the show, Bloomhouse, you know, have this knack for making really low budget, yeah. really entertaining horrors and thrillers and then delivering max massive box office. Yeah. Now, they're it's number four in the Irish box office, so they're still going to make money And it back. did well in America uh, right. over the weekend as well. So yeah, like there's it's still money to be made from cheap horror. Uh, yeah. I went to see it like a fool, but... <laughs> It's part of my job, and it's my job <laughs> to tell you not to go see it because well, it's that it's terrible. It was Friday the Thirteenth as well, so you yeah. always get that scramble mm -hmm. for like no matter what, let's get a film out if there's a Friday the Thirteenth. Um, number three uh, in the box office this week is Peter Rabbit. He's been knocked off the top spot by com the combined powers of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and John Krasinski's beard. They teamed up. They defeated Peter Rabbit, so he's dropped the three. Number two is our new entry, The Rampage. We will have, <laughs> that's right, The Rock later on yep. in the show <laughs> very, very shortly, along with his co-star, Naomi Harris. And number one, brand new number one, it's moved up from number two. It's A Quiet Place. Now, Owen, you saw this this week. <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> I mustered up the courage. I promised last week that I would go to see it. In fact, no, actually, you, if you, if you listeners listen back, you promised last week you'd go to see it with, with Paul and the, I. We're not going to see that movie tonight, are we? You <laughs> went with us. I actually went with some other friends, so don't worry about what? it. What? Both of them. Call the plug, I'm leaving. <laughs> Rentacrowd.com. Um, a Quiet Place. So, both of you have been raving about this film. And Big ravers. It's huge ravers. And it's easy to see why, to hear why. It's, I absolutely loved it. Now, we know I'm a massive wuss when it comes to any kind of horror film. So, yeah. even during the film when I thought, I'm not scared of this, I would kind of look down and I'd be standing up on the edge of my chair like completely contorted really like going, anyone behind you <laughs> yeah I was actually in the back row uh, um, so oh, the, the whole thing like everything that you've covered in terms of the look uh, the feel the tension how it builds it it's not just the horror it's the the heartbreak and the emotion in it the family kind of ties the uh, that was a question I, was, I wanted to ask you is because myself and Paul as far as I know don't have any kids but yeah. Jesus, I hope not. <laughs> you, you are, you are a father. Did you, did you find it affecting you in? Um, oh, massively. Well, I think if you, if you, do, if you, you do have a baby, everything becomes automatically more emotional, no matter what you're watching. Again, I go back to Showgirls, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, watching this this film and feeling like you need to 
no matter what happens, protect your family. And Emily Blunt and John Krasinski have a couple of kids together anyway. And you can, I mean, they're both excellent actors, but there's, I think there is that extra level of chemistry between them. And chemistry almost seems like a dismissive word for it. It seems so powerful um, on screen. So everything, and then other bits where they may or may not, you know, come across maybe some other people or when other people come into their story, it's done in the most kind of perfect ways. And again, both of you mentioned the effect that it has on a cinema audience because these days, you know, we've heard it a million times before. It's like, get off your phone, stop making noise, blah, blah, blah. But in this, it was like you, you literally could hear a pin drop. And actually we did hear at one point uh, in the middle of the film, somebody knocked over, you know, one of those like metal flasks that people have instead of like uh, like a bottle of water or whatever. Somebody knocked one over. Uh, obviously in a really quiet bit because the whole film is so sure. quiet and just this nervous laughter immediately rippled throughout mm-hmm. the cinema And but the cinema was experiencing it as one and the first few people kind of went <laughs> and eventually the whole cinema was laughing but everyone was like are you okay I'm okay I'm okay let's all go back to being terrified again so again both of you have recommended it so much and clearly word of mouth is working or the bigger review ski because it's moved from number two spot up to the number one spot in the box office and it deserves to be there for a long time because it is the one of the best films I think I've seen this year yeah. and as you said uh, one of the best horrors I've seen in years and especially when you do have a film like Truth or Dare that's just there to make a bit of cash whereas this other uh, film A Quiet Place is there and it actually means something as well I beautiful. love the fact also just to get away from that totally agree with what you said but that John Krasinski has actually answered the question about ferning in A Quiet Place yeah, he's actually given that answer the amount of people <laughs> who are curious about can you actually do it so what was the answer they fart into pillows that's what he said <laughs> so I just as much as I love the film I have an image of like the cast of Emily Blood <laughs> farting into a pillow which just kind of gives it a whole different layer to me you mean you don't fart into pillows all the time that's anyway so I do for people I dislike <laughs> That's an awful oh, pink It's not guy. my pillow. It's never my There's pillow. There's awful pink guy in the world of A Quiet Place. So on that note, uh, A Quiet Place is number one in the Irish box office this week. And the number two spot, as we said, is taken by Rampage. And this week, I'm, I'm just going to keep going over it. We do have uh, the stars of the film and the director What's as well. Uh, Dwayne he likes to be called Dwayne and Rory you Mr. had a chance Johnson. to catch up with Mr. Johnson how was he? he was lovely as was his co-star Naomi Harris um, I think they are both just very happy to be a part of something that's genuinely fun and I am I wrong at saying the first big summer blockbuster of the year? Uh, you had Pacific Rim Uprising but I think mm. uh, b- based on your review Rory as well um, you seem to enjoy Rampage a lot more yeah it is it's, it's, it is. It doesn't take itself seriously at all um, we had lo- had a lovely conversation with Naomi which you'll hear in a moment about because we talked about it earlier Bond because she's been Money Penny now twice I really like her Money Penny actually yeah, yeah she's excellent um, and whether a specific Irish actor hmm. um could potentially take over from Daniel Craig once he's done. Well, before we hear from The Rock, uh, this is Rory's catch-up with uh, Naomi Harris, where she, uh, what I'm getting from your hints there is that she named Rory Cashin as the brand new James Bond. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You having a good day so far? Very good, yes. Fantastic. Prior to Rampage, what was your favourite movie monster of all time? Um, well, I like Jurassic Park, so okay. that would be my favourite movie. I'm not sure which of the dinosaurs, but... That whole movie is pretty all darn good. great. They're yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, what is it about The Rock mm-hmm. that draws people to want to work with him? Because mm. I've asked everyone and everyone has 
Just mm. universally fantastic things to say. So if you have anything negative to say, now is the time to say it. I don't body. have anything negative no to say does. at all. No, he's he's really phenomenal. He's so generous um, as an actor. Uh, for instance, lots of the moments that ended up on screen weren't in the script at all. So the moment when I punch uh, Marlon Ackerman, the baddie, in the face, that was um, Dwayne's idea because oh. he said, I think Kate could be really badass in this moment and she could do this. Or the moment when I smashed through the glass door, that mm. was also Dwayne's idea. And most actors, they want to hog the limelight for themselves, but Dwayne's like super generous and he's like, I want to allow everybody to have their moment. So That's nothing bad for me, I'm afraid. That's why he, he does just seem like the world's nicest man so uh, yeah. speaking of kick-ass mm -hmm. when you sign on for a film like this do you know you're pretty much going to be put to the gauntlet because it's going to be a pretty physical endurance test for you well do you know what that's interesting because I did actually think it was going to be a physical endurance test for, for me and so like I got a trainer I trained up with the trainer beforehand I was super excited and then actually there wasn't really if you think about it there's not really much in terms of those kind of stunts in the movie. There's not much running and jumping and all that kind of stuff. It's mainly green screen stuff. Oh, right. So it's kind of acting in with things that don't exist. And that's a challenge in and of itself. Like I've never I've never really done that before. So I had to kind of learn a completely new skill set for that. Because your plane sequence looks pretty fantastic on yes. the big screen. And I, yeah. I did I was wondering whether they, you know, did the whole tilting thing and make well, you we want did, to jump around the place and stuff. That we did um, a tilted plane. And we were strung up from the ceiling by ropes and flung from one side of the plane to the other with a wind machine. So yes, that did did require some stunt work. Yeah. So that, that was your big stunt. It looked fantastic though. So yeah, you, it was worth it. You, I mean, I got hit in the face by a chair. Oh god. Um, which became loose, so that wasn't great, no. I have to say, but worth it when you see the movie, right? Yes. And they kept the shot in, so Did there they? you go. I, that's yes. a reason enough to go see it a second <laughs> time to see if we can spot that single frame. Um, you, as you mentioned there, it was a whole new uh, learning process with mm -hmm. the green screen and everything. Um, and you have to do it again for Mowgli, I believe, is it? You're Mowgli was very different, though. Mowgli was um, interacting with fellow actors who were all pretending to be various animals um, with a motion capture camera on my head. So it was, we created the reality amongst ourselves. So it felt more like being in the playground or being back at drama school or something like that. Whereas this kind of green screen work was acting with literally nothing except tennis balls. Right, and, yeah. and how was the tennis ball as an actor? Um, the tennis ball wasn't great. He wasn't giving very much. He wasn't very the rock. He didn't no, give those scenes that no, you needed. No, he really didn't. <laughs> he wasn't giving me my moment at all. Uh, looking forward a bit, you, um, you, I'm not entirely certain, but you might be reuniting with Danny Boyle. For... Well, this is what I hear. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. I really hope this happens. Because that was the first, I think that was my first exposure to your work was 28 Days Later. Well, it was my first exposure to my work, so it was my first film. Well, so, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen it chronologically then, so that, that helps a lot in yes. your CV. Yeah. Um, and you're just fantastic in it. Thank and I'm you. so happy to see the two of you be working together again. No, it'd be amazing. But the reason I bring it up mm -hmm. is because 28 Days Later also starred Killian Murphy, a fellow Irishman. Yes. And there's been a lot of talk yeah. about Killian maybe taking Ooh. over from Daniel once Daniel's Do you know what I've never heard that idea. Apparently they like they've like stopped the bookies have stopped taking bets on Killian no perhaps replacing way. him. So how would you feel about that? Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Danny and Killian. Yeah. And you, obviously. What? Could you see Killian Reunion. as a how, how would you feel I about Killian totally as, as James Bond? You totally see that? Totally see it. 
It, totally he, buying that. He 100%. would do all the stunts and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've never seen him do stunts though, to be honest. But neither of you. And, and look at you, well, throwing yourself true. around the plane. That's true. That could be key yeah, in, in the next true. part. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being hit by chairs as well. I mean. It's a lot to look forward to for Killian. I, I do look forward to seeing Killian Murphy being hit in the face. With <laughs> I am not seconding that. Well, everyone heard you. That's what you said. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. That's entrapment, Roy. You're trying to lure Naomi Harris, who seems lovely and friendly, mm. into saying that she wants to see Killian Murphy get hit in the face with a chair. Well, she said... I don't know like that she I, did. I put it together from several different sentences. But <laughs> who would ruin those cheekbones? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Kill. But... They're kind of like uh, when when dancers insure their legs for like a million dollars each. I'm killing to get those cheekbones insured. Just so <laughs> if Rory or Naomi Harris comes around with a chair that they don't break his face. How would you feel about Killian um, as Bond? I I mean, I love him. Uh, I don't... Like, I'd, I'd be delighted to get another Irish man in there after uh, Mr. Navin, Pierce Brosnan. Um, I don't know. It, like, how tall does James Bond have to be? Killian Murphy's quite short. He's like... Five, well, I seven. think Daniel Craig is short. Is he as well? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, I suppose it's the magic of show business. They can make him whatever height he wants. I know. I mm, I think I would eventually get excited, but I'm not seeing it right now this minute. What are you no, reckon? No, I'd see, I'd see him as an, as, as, amaz- as an amazing Bond villain. Oh, now there. But that would be not great. as Bond. I think he doesn't have the physicality for it. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Peaky Blinders fan. I could kind of see it now, to be honest. But I don't think he's that interested in playing the Hollywood game now I don't know if he'd sign up for like three or four films in advance which kind of need for Bond Ooh. and he's in Nolan's films a that's lot. true yeah yeah. and Boyle's only signed on for 25 isn't he so 20 and I mean Boyle that's Bond worked. 25 yeah, not 25 <laughs> 25 <laughs> Bond films and I suppose they did work together on 28 Days Later in Sunshine and Bond's films do have a history of bringing back directors so Maybe, yeah. yeah, listen, watch this space. Um, now, as well as Naomi Harris, we yeah. said there are full interviews up online with director Brad Payton yes. and J.D. Morgan. Yes, hey, yeah. Jeffrey Jeff Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> yeah, J.D. Morgan. Walking Dead. Uh, he is a lovely man. Uh, his yes, interview is great he, as well. He, uh, he's very, very funny. When I came in to that interview, um, we were positioned very, very close together oh, with the cameras and he was like, we like to touch knees here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Mr. Morgan. Um, but uh, the, the highlight of the day was obviously getting the chance to meet Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. And you were just Never describing um, what that experience was like. And it sounds heavenly. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, to get there was not heavenly. Okay. Uh, there was there was many delays there was fog. Because you were traveling traveling from Ireland over to London yeah, specifically lots, to meet him for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, lots of fog, lots of uh, lots of delays. I was on three different flights going to uh, four different airports. Eventually, You're such a diva. The first flight uh, which I had to get off ended up in Liverpool, I think, or Birmingham. It wasn't London, but uh, I did. Uh, I did make it six hours late, and the rock bless him did wait for me. And the second I walked into the room, right. So it, it was warm in London anyway. And he had a massive kind of conference room where he had his interview interviews in. Um, and when I walked in first, he had like those Dyson air cooler things. Yeah. He had five of them. Because the rock gets what he wants. And he had five of them all gone at once. And when I walked in, I was like, oh my God, it's freezing in here. Went in and sat down. And as I sat down, he, he has like this very kind of loosey jumper thing on which you can see in the video. And he's like he's sweating in here. I was like, it is not... <laughs> warm in this room it is freezing so he must be just perma sweating <laughs> but he does smell great 
What does he smell like? Like success. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like like lilt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just drinks a lot of milk. Maybe the rock smells. Or no, that's an exclusive, sw- baby. Yeah. The rock sweats lilt. That's what it is. If only there was some line that linked the rock with smelling and something, but there's nothing. Nah, we to can't mind. get it. My eyebrows are thinking about it, but I can't. Think <laughs> yeah, of one. We'll get to it later. Uh, this is Roy's chat with the lilt smelling, <laughs> perma sweating <laughs> rock. Dwayne, how are you keeping today? Good. You know, if you were a motherfucker, you'd be a big one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank a, you. That's maybe the best compliment I've ever received in my entire life. It is a compliment. Yes. <laughs> it's a compliment. Prior to Rampage, what was <laughs> your favorite movie monster? God, it would have to be two. Uh, let's see. T-Rex uh, from Jurassic Park. Fantastic. Right? And, um, and Godzilla. Which Godzilla? The recent one. The 2000, 2015 Godzilla. Good, good, good. Yes. That's a good one. You know why? Tell me. Because I compared him to Lizzie, and by the end of the movie, our Lizzie is the size of a football stadium, right. and our Lizzie uh, can kick the shit out of that Godzilla. <laughs> That's a good reason to, to, to like that one, you know it's <laughs> not as good as your one. Uh, in this movie, I think it's the most I've ever seen you beaten up on, in a blockbuster. I think it's the most damage I've ever seen you being inflicted upon. Yes. And probably the most scared I've ever seen you as well. One particular scene comes to mind. Well, I know. You do Sc- look scared is a little, you know. Sorry, the, the most... The cameras are uh, rolling right now. Sure, sure, sure. But the, the, the most non-heroic <laughs> moment... You mean scared shitless. Okay, we, yes. we've got to go full into scared shitless mode. <laughs> yes. uh, was that something you were... This like I have to act appropriately to these monsters. Yeah, I do have to be man, terrified. Yes, of course. I mean, look, I, I got my ass kicked the whole movie, and you know I loved it because I think you make a movie like Rampage, you got to go into it, you got to make it fun for the audience, but then also, you know, you also just got to barely survive. And so in that, this is why, as you know, as audiences will find out, you know, my backstory is. Uh, you know, uh, head up the uh, anti-poaching unit, the, the special forces. I mean, there were like a lot of lists of how good I was. So I feel like, you know, as if I came highly qualified with uh, multiple hyphenates, sure. <laughs> that was my job. Uh, then the better the ass kicking I get the whole movie. So yeah, absolutely. And I, lo- I really love that one scene where I think where Lizzie, as you were saying, where I was really. Uh, fucking terrified. <laughs> this is a great moment. I loved it. Speaking of ass kicking, I am from Ireland, and uh, we have been known to fight. Yeah, there are some Irish fighters out there, yeah. and there's some big ones in uh, in the wrestling world right now. And the Irish, they are fighters for sure. We have uh, Becky Lynch, Finn Balor, and uh, and um, uh, the the Celtic Celtic yes, Celtic yes. <laughs> Celtic warrior. <laughs> They're all great, you know, and they're great. They're, first of all, they're great wrestlers, and every time I meet them, they're just always so cool and very, very kind, and I'm big fans of them. Yeah, they're great. Fantastic. Dwayne, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thank you, buddy. You have to evacuate Chicago. George didn't ask for this. They're going to put him down. That's not happening. Rock shouting George, which is a great name for a massive albino gorilla. If yeah. you're gonna name one, yeah, go for George. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's George of the Jungle. Is that what it is? It's based I, on. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen, that works for me. Um, that was that was tight. You don't get a lot of time with somebody like because uh, <laughs> he's. 
quite literally one of the biggest, if not the biggest, box office star in the world at the minute. Yeah, I, I, we were we were lucky uh, that it worked out that way. Um, You're a hero, Rory. Thank you for much. talking to the Rock. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think we were because there was a lot of elements working against that that interview working out, and it worked out in the end. So and it, no, 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 no big deal. You guys retweeted it. He did. He, the Rock actually tweeted uh, about the interview as yeah. well, which is amazing, which you can see up on twitter.com, Ooh. the website. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. um, now, w- my favorite part of that interview uh, mm. with Dwayne is, yeah. uh, I mean, it's the opening. It has to be the opening, yep. which is just a magical moment. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what I would have done if The Rock called me a motherfucker <laughs> at the start of an interview let's or just down on him yeah so let, let's just hear it, uh, let's just hear it one more time you know if you were a motherfucker you'd be a big one thank you yeah thank a, you that's maybe the best compliment I've ever received in my it entire life it is a compliment life. Yes. <laughs> it's a compliment there's no maybe about it it is the best compliment anyone has ever received in the history of their lives yeah I was uh, taken aback by um, how much The Rock actually swears in real life because over the course of the interview there's a few more F-bombs and Scared shitless, and there's like, oh, okay. Well, the rock is rock, the rock is not come to play. He arrived calling me, <laughs> calling me a motherfucker right at the start of the interview. So, thank you. Put that on your tombstone. I was about to say, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna wait for t-shirts to be able to show gifts, and I'm just gonna have okay. that as a t-shirt. <laughs> I I was gonna say the same thing as Paul. Like, not that we want you to to, to pass on or anything. You Please say that, now. Stay, <laughs> say that every week. You, you but, still haven't got the high clue. <laughs> oh, no, oh yeah. well, we are cursing you. We will could work on distracting us. But no, um, as we said, there are uh, the full interviews with uh, The Rock, Naomi Harris, Jeffrey D. Morgan, and director Brad Payton for Rampage are up on site uh, on Joe.ie. And as well as that, uh, Rampage, uh, highly recommended from Rory. I'm a big fan, but I am curious for both of ye to go see it because... I'm very curious to see how overtly violent it is, as you mentioned. I'm, I'm all in favour of kiddie-friendly blockbusters with decapitations and people getting smashed into. Yeah, like the director says it in his interviews, like, yep, there's a, there's a fair amount of violence in there and the, comp- the production company behind it were like, go for it. Well, if he's, uh, if his favourite movie monster is the face huggers from Aliens, you know you're onto a good thing there straight yeah. away. So, um, no, you did mention the high clue. I did. Um, so just a quick reminder on that. The uh, easy example that Rory gave us, uh, ah. to just to, to, to remind everyone of how the high clues work, was two dog food lovers, here comes the Sin City Queen, better bugs up next and myself and Paul <laughs> we just we're, you've both got we it just, we just we cannot get this one at the minute mm. remember the easy example now <laughs> um, whenever we're doing high clues uh, we can give you can give hints if, if you know if people are struggling that's yeah. fine and yeah. you know, it's safe to say we're struggling right we're now we're not yeah. getting a hint um, so the hint uh, these are known as gifts and if any of my, my friends and I are we're, we're doing high clues all you people you, just, you go to see quiet place right? like you, those friends yeah those friends <laughs> exactly you just send that little emoji of the present box the little gift and it just it's a little cry for help and right now Rory I'm, I'm sending you a gift. please uh, give okay. us a gift you've both said the name of the film since oh we my started God. recording oh no not this yeah, again okay I'll put it is it Starship Troopers no okay we've met dog food lovers here comes the Sin City is it Sin City <laughs> uh, better bugs up next god damn it it is a film review show, so we have mentioned a lot of films since <laughs> right, I started Listeners, recording. can you stop listening? We're going to go back and listen to the whole show again. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <see>. <laughs> yeah, because we've got time to do it. Do you that. want it? 
Do you want the answer? No, no, we'll come back. I'm going to keep well, thinking. I, I already threw my hat in with Starship Trooper, so okay. I'm, I'm out. Le- leave it with us. For now, though, we're going to keep uh, moving on. One of the big new releases this week is The Cured, which is actually filmed and, and is it set in Ireland it as is, well? It is, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Roy, you had a chance to see this. What's The Cured all about? Uh, the Cured deals with former zombies who have been cured of zombieitis. Um, and ha- hate that disease. I have been uh, brought back into the general population, but uh, the people who didn't have zombieitis are not super happy with the former zombies coming back in. Plus, all those former zombies now uh, have full memory of what they did when they were zombies. Oh, holy moly. That's a great premise. It's a really good idea. Um, and it's written and directed by uh, an Irish dude called David Frayne, who we will be chatting to next week excellent yeah we got a little clip here from The Cured Uh, you're going to hear Tom Von Lawler and Ellen Page in this we need to look out for each other out here okay sometimes I feel it screaming to get out how could you take one in they're murderers a lot of them they want us all dead we have to stop them You're right to be scared. No matter how much we pretend, we're not the same people anymore. Stay away from us. <laughs> is, is Tom Von Lawler never not scary? No. No. No, I, have, no, I don't think I've ever seen him uh, uh, play a nice person. He, uh, like, he's a lovely, friendly human being, but uh, he but just But they nails. say that, don't they? That the best, uh, like, villains and the best... Um, mean people in, in cinema always end up being the nicest people in real life well maybe that's why he absolutely nails it and how is he in this because as we said the premise sounds great and it sounds like a completely different take that I've heard anyway on a zombie film of which there are loads yeah. for people to come back and to have that memory of what they did while they were evil nasty zombies yeah like it's it's a really intriguing idea and, and there's, a, there's so much um, subtext to read into because uh, you could see it as uh anti-immigration the fact that these people are coming over and becoming part of the population and the people are already there like no you can't because they're taking our jobs and blah 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 but there's also a kind of a culty aspect to it because um, Tom Von Lauder played a kind of zombie leader while they were uh, while they were all infected oh, uh, and right. Sam Keeley who's the lead in this um, the two of them stay friends while they're in kind of a not what's the word when, it, when they get out of prison and on their own parole thank you yes they're on zombie parole to make sure that they don't come back and turn zombie again um, and then Ellen Page is the sister-in-law of Sam Keeley uh, and her husband was killed in the uh, in the first massive zombie outbreak and there's all connections between them all so is she played an Irish character in this? no she's American um, and she can't go back to America because she had her uh, son with her Irish husband in Ireland uh, and America have closed the doors to Ireland because Ireland oh, got right the worst okay. of oh, the zombie outbreak because damn it. Uh, we're in Ireland and we were just locked off from the rest of the world we're always picked on That's we're nightmare. never picked on that's what I was really uh, happy about is because Hollywood always overlooks Ireland for actually, whenever end of the world stuff true, actually. at yeah. the start of end of the world films when they show those news reports and the massive maps as the generals are looking mm. at them and the spread of the virus and the contagion we're always fine <laughs> we're, yeah, we, we're always grand yeah. I suppose the island thing has worked for us there because yeah. we're isolated but this time it's it's not working out for us no like 28 days later sucks for England and then eventually France because they got the 
Euro tunnel. Oh, of course, thing. yeah. But there's no, there's no, there's no getting over unless they can swim, which I don't think they can. <laughs> Is it any good? Uh, it's it's pretty good. The it it does a really good job of setting up a sense of uh, foreboding atmosphere. Um, the three leads are all very very good. There's a lot of very interesting ideas, including the main one of the whole remembering what it was like as a zombie and being fearful that just because you're cured now doesn't mean you're going to relapse, which is actually another massive subtexty thing in it. Um, uh, it just it, you sometimes feel the restraint of the budget on okay. it. You wish it had maybe another little bit of amount of money to properly see through especially some of the bigger ideas and set pieces that the director had in mind. Yeah, that's a pity because obviously attractive names uh, like Torvald Lawler, uh, Sam Keeley and Ellen Page, uh, they obviously love the script and the idea of the film as well. So, um, yeah, no, it would be nice to get that big budget Irish film, all right. It would. It, you could have done with a bit of, uh, a bit more um, input from like maybe outside financial sources and not just, I think it was the IFB. Um, but yeah, like if it had, a, had, a, had that little more uh, monetary push you really could have seen some properly epic uh, zombie outbreak stuff IFB Irish Film Board I believe so they're the boys um, one other release that we did talk about last week was Making the Grade an Irish uh, documentary which uh, very low budget but very uh, high production from director Ken Wardrop uh, it's a beautiful film it's not in the top 10 this week but I uh, did want to give it another mention because it won't be on a wide release but as we said last week if you do get a chance to go and see it uh, please do because uh, you won't you won't regret it um, or your money back I won't give anybody their, <laughs> their money I've got to stop promising people their money <laughs> back yeah exactly but uh, making the grade and uh, the cured two Irish uh, releases that are currently uh, in Irish um, now, if you can't uh, make it along to the cinema at all, we do have a recommendation uh, for you to watch at home. Uh, this week, we were talking about Mission Impossible last week, but this week, um, I was trying to think, you know, other films that tie in with The Rock then as well. Oh. And your your eyebrow actually raised there, Rory. That was perfect timing. Thank you. Um, I was having a look on Netflix to see what titles are there. Not a super selection of his ones, but then <laughs> the right one popped out at was me. Was it The uh, Rock? It's not the wrong. I was hoping that would be there as well, but unfortunately, it's not. The film that I'm recommending to watch uh, at home. It's actually it was the fourth collaboration between uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay <gasps> after after Anchorman. Aim for the trees. Uh, <laughs> after Anchorman, <laughs> Talladega Nights, uh, Step Brothers, and uh, this film uh, is the other guys. Which big fan. I remember seeing in the cinema and uh, reviewing it uh, years ago whenever it was released and. At the time, it seemed like people were like, "Yeah, it's not, it's not too bad." But for Anchorman, has the same effect on yeah. me. There, yeah, like there, there's a scene. Uh, it's it's not too long, kind of just over a hundred minutes or so. So it kind of flies by, and it's the first time Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg had teamed up ahead of their their daddy's home. Um, kind so the of. one good time. <laughs> so the one good time. Um, the other guys. It's basically a, a buddy cop comedy. Will Ferrell uh, playing the mild mannered uh, detective and Mark Wahlberg has real anger issues and the two of them are you know partnered together and they go on the case like to try and try and stop the bad guys but they're the dynamic between the two of them is perfect but in the film as well the rock stars alongside Samuel L. Jackson as the hot shot uh, like the precincts top uh, investigators all action you know taking down the bad guys unbelievable cops that everybody looks up to whereas Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are the complete rejects and there's a gag at the near enough the start of this film 
I think I laughed solidly for about a good 25 <laughs> minutes into the rest of the film and it does not get old uh, you'll know the one whenever you see it the Foo Fighters uh, tune is in there as well um, and yeah the film if you haven't seen it and it's got brilliant moments and there's a whole d- uh, it's also really clever McKay yeah. is a very very smart guy like you followed up with the big short he clearly has his finger on the pulse of a lot of current affairs and has like was it the the uh, insider trading and yeah, and exactly, and stuff like that. He, it's kind of a strange hybrid, but it really nails like the funny bits. But it's also kind of something oddly interesting to say. Yeah, it was foreshadowing kind of the big yeah. short because, uh, as you said, there's insider trading and kind of stock market stuff in terms of the bad guys. Don't mm. worry, it's the not credit, like the credit sequence would blow your mind in terms of like the, just the amount of corruption these people got away. Yeah, with. yeah. yeah. Um, Eva Mendez is also in it as uh, as a Will brilliant Fred's as Will wife. wife. Uh, that there, back and forth, <laughs> they're <laughs> messaging. Oh god, there is a dinner scene uh, between Eva Mendez, Will Ferrell, and Mark Wahlberg, which is just again hilariously funny. It also has one of my <laughs> favourite music moments the, Ir- the Irish wake scene when we oh, the Irish bunch wake. of random mates me and my mates quote that to each other all the time so uh, the other guys if you haven't seen it uh, do go and check it out it's available to watch on Netflix I think it was recently added so it's it's there now anyway uh, and as I said ties in with uh, our big guest this week Naomi Harris sorry no The Rock <laughs> um, so that's it. our recommendation to watch at home now we've reached a stage of the show where uh, we're going to do our competition high clue but just give up on Rory. You're not going to get it. Give it up. One last time. One last time. Two dog food lovers. Here comes the Sin City Queen. Better bugs up next. And we've mentioned it. Did already, you give us the, the? Oh, the gift was that we've mentioned it in the show. We both have. Oh, for God's sake! Alien. Aliens, Got it. Is it? No. Oh, was that? <laughs> Better bugs up next. Is it? Is it out at the minute? That's too many gifts. Too many no. gifts. Give it up, on. Oh, you have to tell us before the end of the show. Yeah, I'm going to tell you now. This okay, we're coming okay. to the end. Okay. Like right now or later on? Now. No. Okay, <laughs> tell us now. I, I don't know. I, uh, Goldeneye. It's not. <laughs> you got to be so pissed off to both of you. I already am. It's Showgirls. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. They both... Oh, and this is all on you, buddy. They both eat two dog food lovers. They both eat doggy chow. They have a full conversation about eating dog food. Here comes the Sin City Queen. She takes over Las Vegas. Wrap it up. Finish the show. (laughs) You should retire on this. This is like your favorite film. Here comes the Sin City Queen. (laughs) Oh, God, I get it. You should be so Better Bugs up next. After Verhoeven directed Showgirls, he directed Starship Troopers, which was a much better film. At least uh, least my guess was kind of in the ballpark going. my God, I am... I hereby announce my resignation <laughs> from the. Didn't you write Showgirls? <laughs> Pretty much out of part. Um, <laughs> oh, I listen. Oh, oh. I'm just going to go over and oh. just reread that over and over again. I can't. Um, anyway, listen on to this week's competition. You're so I mad. Play, I know. The anger I know. I'm eyes. not mad. I'm just upset. Look at him. Such a pro. He's going ahead with the I'm show. I'm upset. He's hiding anyway, the disappointment. To win some insidious, the last key prize packs, uh, we've got them to give away uh, thanks to Sony Pictures this week. And you can win a signed poster from the film Ooh. and uh, a signed script as well. Uh, oh, wow. Both started by uh, the star Lynn Shea. Is it cursed? Um, she's the scary old woman. Is it, it, evil? Prob- it may be cursed. Uh, that's to celebrate the re release of Insidious, the last key, which is back in Irish cinemas this week. And it has a terrifying new scene in fact it's so terrifying they couldn't put it in the trailer good because then why would you go <laughs> why see it why would you go see it again <laughs> exactly so uh, in order to be in uh, with a chance of winning that prize here is this week's competition high clue oh. pens at the ready give, give. Oh, here yes. do you want my pen I, I need I I Missy Missy okay here we go Every and it's week, not it's not showgirls get a pen okay here we go shot 
mid the good war and good war is capitalized capital G capital W Herr Christoph takes on the law H-E-I-R H-E-R-R okay and then Christoph is capital C H-R-I-S-T-O-F Herr Christoph takes on the law and L has a capital W what are you talking about Owen L has a capital W law has a capital L that's what I meant to say oh, yeah and then <laughs> the, fi- the final line Shakespeare is a drug and drug is D-R-O-O-G it's actually it's written like this and you'll see it up on the Bigger Ruski Twitter and you'll see it up on Joe as well yeah so it's actually written in a very specific way but it's pronounced drug okay um, but it's fine you can still get it off drug so the full high clue there again is shot mid the good war Herr Christoph takes on the law Shakespeare is a drug so the two guys pondering away there hang on of course they can't well, they're feeling the capital L for law Jude law okay okay but we'll we'll hold on to the theorising there because uh, we want the, the listeners to, to, to give it a go this week and Rory has scribbled something down Rory at this point I can confirm that yes you've got the correct answer cool okay <laughs> and yes again it's not Joe Gross okay listen uh, now the past couple of weeks we've been uh, talking about the best prize that we've had to give away those insidious prize packs are pretty cool mm. but it's no trip to Italy uh, so we will be announcing is this including the Geostorm Gilet <laughs> it was including, <laughs> uh, uh, including a Geostorm Gilet um, which we did give away to Laura actually yeah, G- <laughs> so she G- took that one Gilet Storm um, we will be uh, announcing the winner of our trip to VIP holiday to Italy on next week's show so do uh, stay tuned for that as well um, but that's pretty much it for this week uh, we're going to have uh, the stars director of The Cured mm. on next week's show as well we're going to be talking about all things Avengers as well <sighs> Infinity War uh, so look forward to that can uh, I can I ask you a quick question before we go yeah most likely to die in the Avengers oh in the Avengers Stone, Stone well I'd actually pay out on Iron Man I'll Are you going out. for Iron Man? I'll pay out on Iron Man. Really? Yep. Do you Actually, convince? let me rephrase because that's maybe too easy. Who's going to be the first one to die? Vision. Mm, I feel Vision or, th- or or Loki. Loki. Yeah, Loki. Oh, do you think Loki's going? Because he did betray oh, Thanos, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> we'll have a better idea next week. We'll, we'll actually have seen know. We'll know. The film. Um, well, we so won't yeah. say anything. Stay tuned. Um, so we're going to see spoilers. <laughs> the beep out my spoilers. <laughs> what did you describe no, no. the plot to Infinity War? Me and Paul it's are great. off on a date now. We're going to go and see Blockers and Rampage. Uh, I don't know. Pitbull or Stanley Pies is grabbing. Me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need to know if there's a goddamn pie in that movie. Let's go get some pies. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.